Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here we talk about the connection between creativity and healing, and how we are creative, and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally. Join us now. Hi everyone, Larissa Russell of Creative You Healing, and welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today I have with me Amy Nordhues. Amy is a survivor of both childhood sexual abuse and sexual abuse as an adult at the hands of a mental health professional. A married mother of three, she enjoys spending time with family, writing, reading, photography, and all things comedy. She is a passionate Christ follower and expert on the healing God provides. She has a BA in psychology with minors in sociology and criminology. She has won awards for her writing, including for her book, Prayed Upon. So welcome, Amy. Thank you. So I read your book. It's absolutely amazing. So well written. Can you share some of your story and the path that's brought you here? Yes. In 2013, I sought out this therapist. Um, I really wasn't planning to see a therapist, but he came so highly recommended. A lot of my friends raved about him. Um, I was attending a new church that I just loved and I found out he was a church elder there. So I thought, you know, well, that's, that's really awesome. He's like a spiritual leader and mentor. And so I felt really blessed really to get the opportunity to work with him. And I went for just really lingering depression that came from a lot of uh, childhood sexual abuse. And, you know, I was really disconnected in my marriage at the time and just issues around parenting and things like that. So when I started seeing him, I, again, thought it was just a blessing and didn't realize that anything was amiss really until maybe like six or seven months in, um, when he offered to rub my feet for a Christmas present. And of course that was shocking and uncomfortable, you know, but I'd been seeing him for, I don't know, almost you know, more than half a year. And I had really grown attached to him and he was more like a father figure. And, you know, he opened up our sessions in prayer. And so he was a very non-threatening individual. And so, although that was uncomfortable, I didn't necessarily see it as sinister. Um, but I just, you know, in my brokenness that comes from childhood sexual abuse, I felt like no was not an option. So I felt like pick one shoulders or feet he had offered shoulders or feet. And so I, I made myself pick one. And, you know, sadly, when you are taken advantage of at a young age, you no longer feel that you have the right to say no to somebody in a position of authority. You're also, I was also so thrown by it that in my panic, you know, it was like, just pick one, just pick one. So that continued over the next um, probably six months where he would he would up the ante really slowly. Like eventually he figured out a way to sit closer to me in the office. And, you know, every time there was a red flag, I would minimize it, rationalize it, assume that the discomfort came from something wrong with me. Um, I'm too sensitive. I'm reading too much into it. And so eventually I realize I'm in trouble um, when he starts what I refer to as like luring me into like an emotional type affair. And, but I'm so attached at this point that it's so hard to leave. And I think I tell God, well, I'll fix it. Like when he realizes that this is hurting me, he'll stop and I'll have my safe place back. And obviously that wasn't the case. And so 
in July of 2014, I'm finally able to escape, but I have to, I end up going to my pastor and his wife and telling them everything because I just couldn't cut the tie on my own. So that is essentially the story behind the book. Yeah. And I, we're definitely going to put the link there because I have to say I couldn't put the book down. It, it was so well written and just so deeply disturbing, but it's so, um, I, I can't think of the right word, but like predators are like that, right? They just try, they, you don't even realize it's happening. Or if you do, they know the perfect people to prey upon, right? Yeah. Those who don't have those boundaries already and, and they're not helping you build those boundaries, they're breaking those down even further, you know, as a predator. So I think that's a really important thing because so many people will go, well, you're an adult and you should have known better, but they are so good at what they do that that's not how it happens. Right. It's just so not how it happens. And, you know, essentially why I wrote the book to explain it to myself, because I didn't think I could be manipulated either. I'm intelligent. So how does that happen? But yes, they are skilled and they know what voids to look for in people. And they, of course, target people that have had abuse in the past where they realize that those like boundaries, I guess, have been um, infringed upon and our rights to our own space were infringed upon at such a young age that we don't feel we have the right to protect it, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Well, I think that's true of so many women in general, like boundaries are a big problem for women in general, but it's so true when they, when they know from your childhood issues, I mean, he was very close. You were telling him your whole life story. So he could use all of that to manipulate the situation. Yeah. With adults, they also prey on our empathy because, you know, that that's one of the big ones with that they wouldn't do with children, but with with adults, you know, he made me feel sorry for him and he made me see him as just this broken soul. And after all he had done for me, how could I turn him in? And, you know, if he told me if he, if I left, it would kill him. And, you know, how could I do that to him? How could I hurt him when he's this fragile, you know, creature, which was of course all a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they use, you know, they use guilt. Um, they'll use threats when they need to. He threatened that he was best friends with the local DA and, you know, go ahead and try to tell once you're in counseling, people aren't going to believe you not over me, a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And that's a very true, true thing usually. Um, but now, you know, after you did come out and you were able to expose it all, you found out how prevalent this actually is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the organization tell, which is therapy exploitation link line, they told me they get hundreds of adult victims a month. Wow. That's insane. That really is. That really is. So this is a question I ask everyone that I talk to. What does healing with creativity mean to you? I love creativity. It's been just such a blessing in my life. And, you know, God knew that obviously. And so when I was going through this um, trauma you know, he reached out to me in ways that would speak to me, which was, you know, seeing him in nature. And he knew that I love photography. And so, you know, when I would be really hurting, I'd take my camera and, you know, go somewhere outside and just take pictures and kind of commune with God. And then 
you know, towards the end of the story, I talk about how um, I end up taking a trip to Canada with a friend. And that's where God shows up for me in a really awesome way. Um, again, using beauty and nature and photography. And then as I work to heal from this abuse, um, writing poetry was one of the things that I turned to just because I like to write. And I would write like love letters from God to me, but in the form of poetry. And that was really one of the um, hugest helps in my healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for those of us who write, it, it is so true, right? To, to be able, I do intuitive journaling is what I call it, but it's simil similar, right? It's messages yeah. from spirit to me, um, anything that I need to know. And, and I think it's such an important way of connecting and, and then healing. So, yeah. So when you were writing this book, you know, how healing was it to actually put it out or was it not until after it was sort of accepted? Where did the healing part come in? No, the healing came for me in seeing the story unfold on the page and realizing that the grooming had started on day one and seeing how insidious and sneaky it was and understanding how I allowed it, you know, and how I let certain things, you know, slip through the cracks and, and why I did it. And it just, it was tremendously healing for me just to write the story, even if it was just for myself and for my own understanding. And it, and it allowed me to be able to forgive myself, you know, because my brain just needs to understand things. It's like, I, I don't, I don't understand this. And so I cannot forgive you until I understand it. It's like, I, I just don't get it. And so then it was after I wrote it that I realized that I might want to share it with others. Yeah. And hopefully allow them to see themselves if need be right in that story yeah. and get out sooner rather than later. Right. Yeah. Just knowing you're not alone is a huge help. It really is. It really is. So with all of that, and I know you built some relationships with people and, and things like that through everything that happened. The book is sort of your platform for, for sharing your story and letting people know that they're not alone. Is there anything further you, you've been doing with that? With the writing? Or with, oh, with the, the writing or just sharing your story? I, I'm, I've been doing a lot of, you know, interviews wherever I can. And I really would like to start speaking, you know, in person, if COVID would ever let up, um, I would really like to reach out to, um, especially a, the younger, you know, 20 somethings population, maybe college students just to kind of, you know, it's, it was so shocking to me to know that this could even happen, that, that this is even out there just to kind of bring awareness to that age group, that this does exist and that they need to watch out for it. Um, I, I think I have a chance to speak at a conference in April, maybe, but um, so I'm kind of in the early stages of that. But yes, I, I really hope that it can grow, you know, into something bigger so that I can get the word out and just, you know, the, the message of hope that you can recover from this. Yeah, you absolutely. can have a life on the other side. Yeah, I mean, you were lucky to have that your church stood behind you in the end, right? Even though there they was stood behind me in the beginning. And then yeah. I felt tossed to the side, but I've, oh, heard, of, okay. I've heard of even worse reactions. So mm -hmm. I was blessed that my pastor heard me and believed me and um, confronted the 
abuser who was a church elder and essentially told him he had to step down as elder. Mm-hmm. And then that's as far as it went. Um, and then it, you know, it gets hurtful when they have to do damage control and start to protect the church and the reputation. And so then you kind of get lumped together with the abuser as just another sinner in need of help. And it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I commend you on sharing that story because I think it's so, so important. Um, I don't want to frighten people from going to therapy because I think it's also very important. Right. I um, ended up seeking out a therapist afterwards. I realized I needed more help than friends could provide. And I did a year of EMDR therapy, which was very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I love EMDR because it sort of gets right to it. And when you have so much trauma, it, it just allows things to sort of go so much faster. Yes, so, I agree. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add that we maybe haven't discussed today? Um, I just want other adult victims to hear loud and clear that they're not alone and that it's not their fault. And I want people that are listening that just really can't relate to this and that maybe are rolling their eyes and think adults can't really be duped. You know, I just wish that they would um, read the book and allow it to open their eyes to how this does happen. And so that they can be more compassionate to victims because, you know, we risk everything in coming forward. Um, we, we risk, you know, marriages, families, our reputation, our jobs being mocked, ridiculed. And, you know, I've had to endure some of that. Um, but of course it's, it's worth it for me not to have to carry this burden of secrecy and it's worth it to me that I can offer hope to others. So um, I don't let that stop me. And I just want listeners to hear that God can bring good out of a situation, even as dire as this, um, and that there can be a life on the other side. I, I think it's also really important, yeah, like to read your story and actually see the step-by-step um, grooming that happened, uh, that step-by-step grooming that happened so that, because it, you know, if you just go, oh yeah, I was abused by my therapist, people go, mm, Really? And it's like, but it's so prevalent as we were talking about before, before we started, how prevalent that is, that this happens, that there's support groups, that there's clauses in their um, insurance, different things like that, because it happens so often. And as adults, yes, we have choices, but they prey on those voids, those they know, especially as a therapist, they know they learn all the weaknesses. Yeah. Absolutely. So I do encourage people to read your story because I think it's incredibly well written and it really does explain it very well, how it happened. Um, And it doesn't, you know, you show your questioning of it throughout and, and all of that. So I would highly encourage people to read it and I will make sure that the link is included because I think it's just a really important story. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. And I hope one day I can paint. I see the beautiful paintings behind you. That is not one of my skills. Maybe one day in heaven, it'll be one of my skills. Well, then just play, just play with paint. I <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can move colors around. I can move colors around. Start with that. Start with that. So thank you again. And for our listeners, we will see you again next time. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Thank you for listening. If you found our podcast of interest, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you listen in.